New Year, Internet. You're tuned into another episode of the Video Game Pals, the Pals Network's weekly video game podcast where a group of lifelong gamers get together to talk about video games, the news, and how it all makes us feel. I'm your host, Pete and Jet. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined today by my ever-present co-host and antagonist, Mr. Andy Brown. Something, 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 everything's bad, water Pokemon, something, something. Fuck you, Pete. Fuck you more. The edgelord with a heart of gold, Mr. Robert Thompson. I got to see Andy's cat today. I'm really happy. <laughs> it's a good day. It's going to be a good year. Uh, the guildmaster himself, Mr. Sean Bartley. Hello, hello. Happy to be back. And the esports... Jesus, I cannot fucking talk today. The esports dynamo, Miss Peggy Ford. hey it me. This is what happens when we record this show at night. <laughs> so uh, for you listeners at home, this is our first episode of 2018, but for us, it is still, uh, we're, we're wrapping up. We're in the, the, the death rattles of 2017 here, so we've got uh, pretty slim pickings for the news week this week, but I think we got a fun show planned for you. Uh, instead of talking about what we're playing this week, though, uh, Peggy's going to kick us off with a fun little uh, story time of uh, her what was it, second experience uh, getting the Shoutcast? Yeah, basically. So if anyone uh, doesn't know, in which case, hi, welcome to the podcast, because you're obviously new, because I just keep on talking about it. But uh, uh, <laughs> I'm part of the, uh, I'm part of Ghost of Gamers. I'm the section editor for PUBG, specifically. We'll get to that in a minute, but also a whole bunch of other, whole bunch of other sections for them. And just recently, uh, we've been doing our, what's it called? Yeah, the Ghost of PUBG <laughs> Xmas Leaderboard Cup. Take That's a mouthful. Part... Yeah, right? Take out the part where I'm like, what's it called? Because I fucking hate that name. Also, take this part out. Thanks. No, we're going right. to send that part by itself to Ghost of Gamers. Sorry, Peg. You're fired now. You work for us. <laughs> no! But, uh, but yeah, and um, and they were like, we need a stream. And I was like, I have equipment to do that. They were like, cool. So at first, like, we did the first one without any shoutcasting. It was just really awkward. So I was like... I have a journalism degree. I can probably do this. And uh, it's actually been a lot of fun. Um, been able to, you know, it's kind of a, a, a trial by fire, definitely. But it's very, very much fun. Very rewarding. And um, I'm really excited to, to continue as Gosu does some more uh, some more stuff. But yeah, uh, shoutcasting is a lot of fun. And I give a lot of credit to people who do it, you know, full time and all that. And I actually might pursue it a little bit more than, than I thought I would. Just because I, I'm really, really happy about it. Like, really excited about it, rather. That's awesome. awesome. That's pretty yeah. noble. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, If you... No, actually, I was going to say, if you want to be part of the Xmas Cup, then I realized, no, it's, it ends tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that window oh, is shut on your tiny dreams. But we will have January. We'll have January stuff, uh, duos, solos, and, and uh, squads for first person and third person, so that way everyone gets what they want. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you guys want to check out uh, the archive of it, we'll link to it down below, or you can go check out Peggy's Twitter. I know she's got it yeah. uh, pinned there. So Go make fun of me. It'll be great. <laughs> what other games do you feel like you could commentate? Ooh. Ooh. With the, with the fireball question. Um, probably, I feel like PUBG is one of those ones where there's a lot of people to start with, and you're going to miss some kills. And this is what I've kind of like come to realize in through the, I think it's now like 16 games that I've casted, um, you're gonna miss kills, you're gonna miss a lot of action that you, you know, it's a, it's a give and take when it comes to casting PUBG, um, but that being said, you get, you have to learn to organize really quickly, (laughs) 
So I feel like any other first-person shooter would be really cool to cast. Um, Siege, if I ever got into the actual, like, what each player does, which what each operator does, I feel like that would be really cool. Um, Overwatch, just because I love Overwatch, that would be, that would no. be, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. You're telling me I that know. you play Overwatch. I, Morai O.W., play Overwatch, I yes. just thought that was Morai Ow. Yeah, right? <laughs> It's like I got I stung those by a peace signs on your Christmas sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I am wearing my Overwatch sweater, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know. I mean, know. I thought you were in pain. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Overwatch would be would be pretty cool. I'm actually kind of sad that I missed when uh, Gosu did all of the, like, monthly melee sort of things, like, a year ago now. Because uh, that would have been cool, but wasn't wasn't nearly as confident enough to do that. But, yeah, so probably Overwatch and Siege would be my, my top two. CSGO, nice. I guess, as well. But, yeah. Um, Siege yeah. is a fun game. Follow up question. Siege is a. I don't care about the esports side of it. It's a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> Follow up question for you, Peggy. Can you shout cast doing any impressions? Once upon a time, back in my, um, you know, my TF2 days of yore, I was playing on a server and some guy jumps in and spectate and gets on everybody's voice channel. Hi there. Kermit the Frog here, shout-casting this, shout this Team Fortress 2 match. And it was the greatest experience oh, no. I've ever had. So can you do I, that? Absolutely not. <laughs> I absolutely can't. But that being said, like, I don't know. I, I do want to, like, emulate some some people that, like, I really look up to for shout-casting. Lord Scott is one of them, also known as Pansy. Uh, the Sims has been doing some really great uh, PUBG casting, so, like, I've been looking a lot of their stuff and just trying to see how i can improve i've been talking to a couple people to actually like be like hey listen to my shit and read me on it and they're like cool so like <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting as much feedback as i can but when it comes to like impersonations no <laughs> absolutely not. i have a terrible english accent like i can't do sean connery either and like, to be honest oh, no. that'd be the only one i'd be very interested in because that's like that i feel like it's just the pinnacle of comedy right there I would love to hear the Sean Connery uh, shoutcast from you. Like um, that would be in a great hour-long segment. My advice to you, Peggy, in doing a Sean Connery impression, is take yeah. like eight saltines and put them in your mouth. Okay. And then try to talk with your That's mouth it. full of saltines. Eat, eat a lot of cinnamon. Sean Connery. <laughs> Do the you cinnamon challenge will, and talk. Keep that, I will keep that in mind. Bond. Uh, James. Yeah. Hey, Bond. if we ever do like charity, if we ever do like charity streams or something, we're like, let's play some some PUBG. I will give it my absolute best to Sean Connery the shit out of that shout game. All right, that's what we're doing at Extra Life this year. You heard it here. It's <laughs> it's set in stone. It's like like the eleventh commandment now. Yeah, yeah. And I'll try to pay right. it forward by shoutcasting TF2 as Kermit the Frog. <laughs> there we go. All right, guys, so if you want to let us know what games you think Peggy should shoutcast, uh, tell us what games you're playing this week, uh, or want to give us a uh, random question of the week to have your thoughts read on the or air, wanna let you us can drop us a line. Which Muppets Peggy should shoutcast as. Can you, get me, like, can you let me get through one plug, Andy Brown? One plug. One nope. time. I'd love to, fight, I'd love to fight, get through the fight, whole thing fight. without one of you two fucking chiming in. Hey, for those of you <laughs> who listened to last week's episode, remember Soggy Nelson? He was great. <laughs> moving on, moving on, moving on. We are moving on. <laughs> Real talk, on my birthday, people, uh, Matt Murphy from the Long Box, Box Podcast said, happy birthday, Soggy Nelson. <laughs> so I guess that's an, a running gag now. Wait, are I you guess I Soggy go Nelson? Does that. that make me like wet daredevil? 
<laughs> yeah. He's Sean, like, the what bandit? You should go back and listen to that one. As soon as I try to start our our game of the year discussion, Andy derails us for a solid two minutes to talk about Soggy Nelson. So, <laughs> like literally, just what if Daredevil had a friend who was sweaty and his name was Soggy Nelson? Terrible. Oh. Anyway. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Uh. That's what I said. I said this is what happens when Sean's not here. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> anyway, you can write in to us at thevideogamepals at gmail.com. You can also follow our sister show at The Comics Pals, wherever your social media is sold, to stay up to date on all the stuff we've got going on here at The Pals Network. Uh, if you're an audio listener, we'd greatly appreciate it if you guys could drop us a like on your platform of choice. Uh, or, you know, jump over to maybe one of the other platforms where you like, or, excuse me, if you have a platform that you like that we're not on, you could let us know and we'll get on it. That's what I'm trying to say. We just got on Stitcher. We're all over the place nowadays. Uh, but if you really want to help us out, you can jump over on iTunes, where we're currently a five-star rated podcast. Give us another sweet old rating. Uh, and if you're a YouTube listener, you can like the video, share it with a friend, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, and just, you know, let your pals know that you're enjoying what we're doing out here and um, that you think that they might like it too. So with that, it's going to take us into our rotating segment this week, which means it's time for the random question of the week! Is there a random question for the strong? Oh, God. Peggy Soggy would be proud of that one. (laughs) (laughs) You were supposed to bring balance to the force, Peggy. Never. It's never my All right. So what I I wanted to ask you all this week uh, was, what was the coolest gaming gift you got this year? But I decided I'd give it the addendum of, you know, you could also include that you've ever gotten in case you got jack shit this year. Well, uh, for Christmas, I got Horizon Zero Dawn. Woo! Oh, oh shit, man. This is the first time I'm hearing about this! Yeah. Yeah. Damn. It's like kind of overrated, and Sean's not that crazy safe thing. You're fucking, get out of here, Andy. You're flagged. <laughs> you're snoozed. You're not yeah, allowed you're, to talk for five minutes. You're getting the yellow card. Get out of here. <laughs> Am I in the penalty box? Yeah. Okay. Five minutes. Uh, Thompson dropping his six sports knowledge. Please, Sean, continue. I like to save, you know, good things like that for the show. Uh, <laughs> so I, I haven't started it yet, uh, but it won't stay wrapped. I promise. It won't stay wrapped. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it. Um, That's and, exciting. And as far as the greatest gaming gift I've ever gotten, gosh, uh, my, the, my most distinct memory of getting a gaming gift is when I got my PlayStation 2. That was huge. Uh, And I had a lot of fun that day playing uh, SmackDown Shut Your Mouth, I believe it was. Or Just Bring It. I think it was... I feel like Just Bring It was the first one. Yeah, it was Just just Bring It for the PS2. And was that the one with Lesnar on the front? Or was that the one that came out after that? The one with Lesnar on the front is Here Comes the Pain. Okay, that one was the best. That was like the second best wrestling game ever made. It's up there. Uh, I, I was so about that shit. I remember that was the first time they put in the Super Saiyan hair, and I could make, like, just the entire cast of Dragon Ball Z, and I was yeah. all about it. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, the stuff that I got, I got a whole bunch of, like, Overwatch League swag, uh, that includes, like, a, a tumbler and, uh, like, a rain gear and all that, but I think, oh, I almost spilled the tumbler, but it's fine, it has a cap. Um, <laughs> But I think, like, the best one that I've gotten... I haven't actually gotten a lot of, like, gaming, like, actual, like, PS4, or, like, any, like, console slash any, like, games for Christmas. Um, but probably the best one thus far, my parents got me the, like, art book 
for Blizzard. Oh, oh that looks nice. And it, it's so good. It's very Look at those glossy ass Show pages. me Warcraft so, stuff. Yeah, yeah, hang on. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Show- it's Sean gorgeous. looks like a little kid right now. He's like, oh, oh. Yeah, Sean, that reminds me. I have the original time. World of Warcraft art book from the uh, from the MMO thing, like with the deluxe editions, uh, whatever. I'm I got, sorry. I can just like give that I'm to just, you. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love that. Oh my god, yeah, that's so it's amazing. Gorgeous. It does not have anything from Overwatch, but uh, but does not matter. This thing is beautiful. And oh. it's just amazing. Sean, when we finally meet up, I will bring this with me. Yes. So you can take a look. But it's like, it, it has to be at least a thousand pages. Just a thousand it's, pages of Zerg porn. Damn. That's great for me. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I just sat and like stared at everything for for quite a long time. So I think that's probably the best gaming related gift that I've gotten. Just to like bask in the glory that is blizzard entertainment your parents really love you (laughs) (laughs) that is fair they do they do my parents got me a rock so (laughs) hey it's a nice reference (laughs) was it a rock uh pokemon or some kind of magical stone or no no it was just it was a rock the pioneers (laughs) used to ride these babies all day long (laughs) Um, but my only real gaming gift I got this year was I got Super Mario Odyssey like two months ago from friend of the show, Mike McMahon. Mm. Been jamming. Hell yeah. Been jamming the fuck out on that game recently. Love it's a it. gift that keeps on giving. It's one of my favorites. Um, although also not necessarily video game related, but our friend Spaz did get me a D20 coffee mug that I left at Pete's birthday party. It's now mine. No! That's fair. <laughs> to the victor goes the spoils. That makes he sense. He didn't win anything. I just forgot it. <laughs> uh, but I think the coolest uh, gaming-related gift I've ever gotten was way back in the day. I don't have it here with me because it's in my apartment in D.C., but um, my girlfriend at the time's mom bought me the collection of like TF2 and Left 4 Dead comics that Valve put out. Oh, yeah. It was, like, it's roughly the size of the Blizzard art book Peggy just pulled out, but it's all, like, all the collected TF2 comics and the really long one they have to bridge the gap between Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, which, like, total side note, and I'm going to derail the discussion for a minute here, but how weird is it that Left 4 Dead 2 came out a year after Left 4 Dead 1 and then the series was dead? Year (laughs) 5. Valve doesn't do threes, man. They don't do no, threes. No, they don't. <laughs> hey, they put out a third portal game this week. This month. Because they're evil, they follow the rule of two. Barely. So what about you, Thompson? Uh, literally the only gaming-related gift I got this year was the SNES Mini. So I'm going to have to count that. As... That's pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, I bought it with the, you know, the chutzpah to try to maybe, like, pawn that shit off and make some cash because I was desperate for money. But then all of a sudden things worked out, and then they were just like, hey, guess what? We're going to give you this thing for free. And I'm like, oh, fuck. All right, so gift. Hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the greatest thing I ever got, though, just since we've all gone down that path, the PlayStation 4 for me, I mean, I just kind of one day was like, hey, I'd like to have a PlayStation 4 a year after its release. And my girlfriend was just like, here's a PlayStation 4 a year after release. Like, nice. oh, okay. Like, I kind of just asked, like, 
you know, hey, I'm thinking about it. Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah. And then it was there. So it's like, holy shit, that was awesome. I think it was like a like a wish kind of thing, you know? Maybe there was like a the stars had aligned and may have asked like, you know, after the twenty twelve alignment or something that may have affected it. But that Tom, is definitely Tom the greatest. Like, uh, he's like one of those kids in like an old like fifties Christmas movie where he's like praying on his bed and he's like Starlight, star bright. I want a PS4 tonight. That's <laughs> uh, a great one, man. Uh, for me this year, I um, I would say my greatest gaming gifts. Uh, I think like the easy choice is I got Wolfenstein Two uh, for for my birthday, which is right after Christmas. So that's awesome. Very excited to jump into that. And Thompson and I had been talking about wanting to maybe do some pals plays with it. So well, I guess that's um, happening. Yeah, right. That should be fun. I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, and then uh, I got a couple really cool, um, like, just little, like, accessories or pieces of clothes or whatever. Um, uh, my my best friend uh, got me a, uh, a, a, a fucking dope-ass Pikachu scarf. I got a nice OG uh, Super Mario World, like, the Japanese box art printed on a shirt. I got a cool Cuphead pin. Um, I all all kinds of dope stuff. So uh, I was I was a lucky boy this Don't year. Don't forget the amiibo. Oh, my cousin stand you got, uh, got me. Yeah, I was gonna say Andy got me an amiibo stand. I got three uh, of the uh, the Breath of the Wild amiibos that I didn't have. I got I got a good haul. Oh, um, nice. I mean, if we're counting everything, amiibos. I actually have amiibos now. I, I forgot about oh, yeah! that. Yeah, you're two. doing the Creed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Friend of the show, Jared, who is like you know the antagonist of my life, uh, bought me some amiibos. Uh, and he bought my waifu Mibo from Zelda, so... What's her name? Mifa, I think? Yeah, Mifa. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, so for Chris- that's a beautiful... For Christmas, he injected some crack right in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my waifu is still Yuri, but, I mean, Mifa's a nice, you know, second place, or even third. I'm not big into, like, you know, fish ladies, really, though. Fair. I mean, I, I wasn't until this game. Yeah, but she's, like, more human than fish. Listen, I'm, like... A mostly straight dude, but like, you're gonna tell me it's not all about Sidon. You're gonna tell me it's not all about Sidon. I'm just saying, all of like the 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 Zoras in this game are weirdly attractive. They were always terrifying in the old games. Right? I I have no clue what you guys are talking about at all. <laughs> like, I've done my all. job. It sounds I'm like sorry. you're speaking gibberish right now. You lost me. <laughs> I just I went down the path of waifu. It's a dark and terrible place. I'm sorry, <laughs> Thompson. There's no coming back from the path of waifu. I know. This is the life you've chosen now. Yes. This is the waifu you've chosen. Ooh. <laughs> no waifu, no life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Leave. Get out, Thompson. Now you have it's to take a husbando. Look, look at me. Look at me. I'm the host now. 2018, the anime <laughs> pals branching off, baby. <laughs> Wait, is that happening? I know you've talked about doing it forever. If one person asks from that that isn't someone who works in the comics pals, I'll do it. That was my deal. If that's, one person asks that we don't know, it's that's from what I'm saying. This yeah, Thompson's been campaigning. He's like, if even one fan asks for it, I'll do it. So far, no takers. Thanks, God. I don't want to be responsible for way. promoting a Gundam podcast. <laughs> no, that'll uh, be like only one quarter of it. Only respectable right. quarter. Alright, so if you guys want to write in with your own random question of the week, remember you can hit us with it at thevideogamepals at gmail.com or get us on social media at the Comics Pals. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So with that, I guess that means it's time for... Bump, bump, bump it up. 
bump, bump, bump it up. We're gonna bump, bump, bump it up. We bump it up, bump it up, bump, bump it up. The news, the news, we talking about the news, the news, the news, we talking about the news. All right, so we've got four items on the news list this week, um, but I'm gonna be real with you. The first one is kind of a cheater. So, uh, it's our first show of 2017, like I said, but since we're recording on the 29th, we're still kind of, we're still kind of getting through the end of the year lull. It's our first so, show thankfully... of 2018. Oh, what? Oh, I said, oh God. See, I'm still in 2017 mode. Hello, hello, um, <laughs> but, uh, thankfully we've got some tasty little bits of Nintendo news to chew on and a couple of fun rumors. So, for starters, we've talked a lot this year about how well we think the Nintendo Switch will sell throughout 2018, but Nintendo CEO Tatsumi Kimishima has some pretty lofty goals for the console. Uh, he told Kyoto Shinbun, which uh, is a Japanese publication I'd never heard of until now, um, that he believes that uh, selling 20 million Switches in the next fiscal year is possible. Uh, and this seems to feed into the rumor that uh, Nintendo's first Pokemon game on the Switch isn't far away. Uh, there's been a couple different rumors that have started feeding uh, out about the next game in the series. Um, many of which, you know, we got to take with a grain of salt. We just had the Pokemon Stars, uh, you know, fraud last year. So, you know, I, I'm always, um, I'm always very cautious to report on Pokemon rumors. But this one has a little, holds a little bit of water, I think, um, because the the rumor came from a, uh, or these several rumors came from a website called PokeJungle which uh, is one of the the websites that broke the story about uh, Giovanni and the Rainbow Rocket storyline being in Pokemon Sun and Moon um, months before it had even been hinted by Nintendo uh, or Pokemon. So the rumored mill is suggesting that the title's release window has been narrowed down to either the end of 2018 or the beginning of 2019. So that's obviously exciting, right? Um, But some of the other... Rumors around it are not as exciting. Uh, The biggest thing that's come out from this, right, is uh, comicbook.com's reporting this one, is uh, apparently the next game could feature a a simplified battle system that is being compared to the Digimon World games. Uh, So they said that there might be, like, a more simplistic, like, live-action kind of battle system with, like, uh, general kinds of commands like attack or dodge rather than, you know, the more complex turn-based system that, um, you know, we've, we've come to expect. Uh, so the no. only other little bit, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> so the only other thing that came out of this is uh, the idea that the game could possibly take place in a region modeled after Spain or Italy. Uh this has come from uh, a couple different little clues, one of them being that um, in the upcoming Pokemon movie, we see Ash wearing a jacket um, with like a style that's like very, very popular in Spain, and um, that the, uh, the director of the series, um, Junichi Masuda, has uh, made several trips to Spain in the, in the, last, in the year since um, Sun and Moon, which is something that he does when they explore new regions. Um, so taking it back to this battle system stuff, uh, I'm I'm inclined to think that this is not going to come to fruition. I this would be a huge shakeup for the series in a way that, like, I just don't. I I it feels like if the, if this was like a new series, right? Like if they were like we're making a new series of Pokemon games for the Switch and we're still gonna have handheld ones, that would be one thing. But the idea that they're going to just moonlight the system that they've been developing across 
all of these generations. That is the entire reason that the the series has like a, a competitive fan base or an adult fan base. Like, I don't know. Uh, I have a hard time believing that that's really gonna happen. But yeah, but didn't they already simplify uh, like weaknesses and what's super effective and what isn't effective in Sun and Moon? No, I mean, if anything, they've made it more complicated since um, since X and Y, since they introduced Fairy, you know? Like, uh, they, the battle system, like, every Pokemon game has gotten simpler and simpler, but the battle system has gotten more and more complex with every iteration, okay. yeah. you okay. know? Okay, so, yeah. uh, I know oh, uh, Nintendo had a big year in 2017, and the Switch was great, Zelda's great, Mario's great, all that shit. I know that, like... We talked about this as the year of their comeback, but, like, it's 2018, and this really feels like some, some 2016 Nintendo coming through here. Man, we just had uh, this big launch. Zelda and Mario are great. Everybody loves them. We're going to put Pokemon on a home console. What should we do? Kill the battle system. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not buying it. I really, like, as a fan of Digimon World, uh, that battle system would make no sense in Pokemon, and I would, I would, I kind of think, you know, if you look back across the entire series of Pokemon, that's the one thing that they've only iterated on to make, to make it more complicated, to make it more, to make it deeper, and I just can't see them taking all of that work and just throwing it out the window, um, and it would change, it would, I mean, it would change Pokemon so much. That it would be something different. It wouldn't. It wouldn't really be Pokemon in the same way, uh, because if they did that, then how do HMs work? Uh, how do you know? You gotta get rid of all that, right? TMs. HMs. We don't have HMs. We don't have HMs actually after Sun and Moon though, when they introduced all the uh, like the Poker rides and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But you're, but uh, you're you're not wrong. I mean, like it, it would fundamentally change everything. You know, like it would be like. It would be so far, like, removed from what Pokemon is and has been that, like, I just... That just feels like it doesn't make sense. Like, the idea of them doing, like, a Breath of the Wild kind of, like, breathing some fresh air into it totally makes sense. But it's not like Breath of the Wild is indistinguishable from any other Zelda game, you know? Like, you can see the fingerprints of what Zelda is on Breath of the Wild. And if they cut out the battle system, like, that's Pokemon, you know? Like... That's the game. Hey, the game is catching them all. So, you know. I mean, but like, it, it, I don't know, man. I no, that, I know that, you're right, and I'm just pushing okay. buttons at this point. I also don't think it's going to happen because it, it would be it such a bad idea. But, uh, again, like, I, don't know. I really like... It's not like Nintendo's never done something catastrophically stupid to a big franchise before. You're not wrong, and that's the scary part. <laughs> the only way that this kind of thing would work for me is if it was like a open worldish kind of Pokemon game where you could like fight without having to like transition to the battle screen. You know, like flipping to a new stage where you're picking moves and all that. Oh yeah, and you can it's climb like everything. A... And uh, instead of gyms, we'll have these four giant Pokemon that you can climb around and do. <laughs> no, puzzles. I'm not talking about Zelda, <laughs> obviously. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I, I'm talking about some kind of thing where, like, almost like a like Final Fantasy 15 did, you know, um, where there was just like 
monsters around like that like that's how you would get pokemon and shit like i don't know yeah that's the only way that i think this would work but that would be so far removed from what i want though yeah i mean even that it's like that would be the kind of thing i'd be fine with as a spinoff but yeah. if that's like hey we're replacing pokemon with this like i'm out it's over you know like yeah, it's dead to me you Goodbye. know and like and again if it's great i'll play it obviously but like it's the thing of like my relationship with pokemon would would fundamentally change because if there isn't competitive play i don't play these games for any more than the two weeks it takes me to beat them and then i yeah, don't think about them that's again. about it you know and like it's it's competitive play that uh keeps those games alive in the drought it's you like know? Pokemon it's the showdown, only thing that's you know? kept me in, excited yeah um that's that's what i play pokemon for it's the last so, passion i think even if you take away the competitive element it's still i wouldn't even want to play through the story i would i would i wouldn't have any yeah, the, interest that's yeah. not why I play Pokemon there's no, there's games, no right? Point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the hook is the battle system. So like, you know, and like obviously I love Pokemon. Like exploring and finding all the new Pokemon is fun. But if that's the whole hook, nope, no thanks. I will play Mario Odyssey and collect moons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so another rumor that's since uh, been confirmed is that Nintendo has delayed the re- the release of 64 gigabyte Switch game cards until 2019 due to quote technical issues. Um, so this is too much space. Like this is crazy, just because like them pushing it back until 2019. Like wow, they must be really having some problems with this for some reason. You know, like Mm -hmm. I really wonder what the issue is here. But you know, that's gonna severely limit third party support because we've already seen how it's been a problem with like 2K and you know games that require these like huge downloads. So like these 64 gigabyte Switch cards would definitely be like a godsend. You know, um. Oh, is this like sixty-four gigabyte SD card like, support, or like no, no, like game, like, like on the game physical carts. games? Okay, yeah, because now the max is thirty-two, and it's like for games like um, uh, like I said, two K or like LA Noir. Like, there's a bunch of games where like they don't quite fit, or they had to like cut corners or make big downloads or whatever to like oh okay make them work. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know what's up with that, but um, that that rumor came came to be true so um you know we'll see what happens with the rest of these um but then the last one that we've got is uh there seems to maybe be a point to the fact that uh or there's a rumor pointing to the fact that nintendo's paid online service may be getting another delay uh this time until fall 2018 so it was actually supposed to launch this fall before getting pushed to sometime in 2018 now, the official Nintendo Switch website uh, for Italy said that it had the date uh, as autumn 2018, right? And then it was changed um, after it had gone up to, uh, you know, just 2018 to make it a little more vague. So that could easily just be an error, but we see this kind of thing happen on international sites all the time. Uh, Amazon has made this kind of mistake several times where we've gotten, like, Mass Effect's release date was leaked early because of that. Um, so... The fact that this has already been delayed has kind of made people, I think, reasonably skeptical about whether or not this is true. But um, we'll have to see with this stuff. And that was the last time anyone was excited about Mass Effect, as a fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's sad because it's true. All right, so uh, our next item on the list is a little update on the PUBG report. Uh, PUBG has hit 3 million concurrent players on Steam, and they're no! literally just competing with themselves at this point. No! <laughs> hey, Sean, 
Sean, Sean, you weren't here yet last time. Hey, Sean, did you hear? Sean, 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 hey, hey, hey. guess what, buddy? Hey, hey, guess what? What's up? It's a fucking game now. <laughs> now? But now. does that make now. it yes. good? It is. is the next question. I, you know what? How about you ask the 3 million concurrent viewers and then you can figure that out yourself. Listen, 1.2 million people were playing Dota at the same time. That don't make it good. 10 million people play League That's every fair, day. Actually. That don't make League good. I, oh, all right, Andy. So now you're just a flip-flop. No, no. Cause, uh, I love League. Doesn't mean it's good. I have never questioned whether or not PUBG was enjoyable. I've not played it. But everyone that I've ever spoken to who has says that it's it's enjoyable. It's good. My only argument has ever been that it wasn't a, re- a fully finished, released game, but now it is. So now I have no beef with the game. I have no beef with the game. That's all. That was my only problem, and it's over. I'm buying Sean a copy of PUBG. <laughs> Please don't. Get it on Xbox so it's still early access. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy it for on Xbox. I don't own an Xbox One. No, that's fine. That's even better. It can that's stay fine. wrapped. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. stay wrapped and join your collection. There you <laughs> go. Uh, I see a place on your wall that it would just be perfect. To you know what I'll do? I'll give it to you as like a plaque. It'll be plastered to a thing. Just it's a big stamp at the bottom saying "Game is in early access." And it's perfect. just like you can have that pre-copy forever. I there love you go. It. Perfect. Yeah, I know this is also really really cool for PUBG. Uh, congratulations to those guys over at the PUBG Corp and and Blue Hole because that's really good. And I don't think that counts. I do not. That does not count uh, Xbox at all. No, um, it's just Steam. It's just yeah. Steam. So yeah, Steam. Steam put the number at three million one hundred and six thousand three hundred and fifty-eight at the peak number, which is um, double the closest competitor, which is Dota's top number being one point two nine million concurrent players ever. So that's fucking ridiculous. Yep. This this game is like just mammoth sized. Yep. So, congrats. <laughs> Uh, So, in some real-life news, the World Health Organization is considering recognizing gaming disorder. So, uh, Charlie Hall over at Polygon had a great little write-up with some additional reporting uh, that I'm going to pull from for you guys. But, um, you know, if you're interested in learning more, why don't you go down to the uh, list below where we list all the news items and you can uh, give Charlie a click, help him pay the bills. Um, But so here's, here's what Charlie had to write. The World Health Organization has made another step forward in formalizing the concept of video game addiction. Draft language published earlier this week would add an official description for, quote, gaming disorder to the HOW's diagnostic manual for the first time. The International Compendium of Diseases, ICD, is the HW or the WHO's, excuse me, version of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, commonly referred to as the DSM. Uh, which, if you know anything about psychology, that's, you know, that's the manual where basically every recognized mental illness uh, is listed and, you know, any available information about it. Uh, so the 11th version of the ICD is due out uh, in 2018, and experts have finally settled on a first draft. It is the first time that the ICD has included an entry for gaming, placing it in the same category as the disorders related to drugs, alcohol, and gambling. And then this is a quote uh, from the ICD. Um... Gaming disorder is characterized by a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behavior, 
and then a parenthetical that says digital gaming or video gaming, which may be online, i.e. over the internet, or offline, manifested by one, impaired control over gaming, e.g. onset, frequency, intensity, duration, termination, context, two, increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes, takes precedence over other life interests and daily activities, and three, continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. The behavior pattern is of a sufficient severity to result in significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. The pattern of gaming behavior may be continuous or episodic and recurrent. The gaming behavior and other features are normally evident over a period of at least 12 months in order for a diagnosis to be assigned, although the required duration may be shortened if all diagnostic requirements are met and symptoms are severe. Uh, so then there's a, just a little bit more here that they had. Um, so back in August, Polygon uh, did an interview with a man named Dr. Anthony M. Bean, uh, who is a licensed clinical psychologist who lives in Texas, who uh, has said that he has said that the concept of video game addiction is misguided at best and dangerous at worst. Uh, he wrote a, pub, a paper that got published earlier this year, which calls into question the underlying research used to create the category, as well as the motives of those choosing to formalize its diagnosis. And here's a quote uh, from Dr. Bean. We raise the potential that video game addiction is a, quote, thing for the psychiatric and medical community less because empirical research has demonstrated a clear foundation, but rather because video game addiction is a, quote, thing in the general public's eye. That is to say, video game addiction offers the potential for grant funding, practice opportunities for members of professional societies, and political influence not offered by other potential behavioral addictions. And uh, then Dr. Vladimir Pozniak, who's the coordinator of management of substance abuse uh, for the WHO, refuted those claims, saying, There was not any pressure from WHO member states to include gaming disorder in the ICD. Um, and the decision was made based entirely on the available scientific evidence and experiences with such health conditions in different countries. So that's a lot to unpack. But I wanted to ask you all, uh, how, do you, how do you feel about this? Do you believe that video game addiction is a thing? Uh, do you believe that it's appropriate for it to be in the same category as, uh, as something like gambling or substance abuse? And, um, you know, have you yourself ever uh, experienced anything like this either firsthand or, or through, uh, you know, a gamer that you knew? So, first of all... Um... The idea that it that it shouldn't be considered uh, an addiction uh, that's classified uh, goes to show the way that people view gaming because uh, it's not serious, right? So if it's not serious, mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter, and you couldn't possibly be addicted. Um, or I would say either not serious or not more publicly like accepted in in a in a sense because oh you can have video game addiction but i know people who are just obsessed with the eagles or obsessed with with the giants and they're fine it's just a hobby for them but if i play more than you know four hours of, of overwatch suddenly i'm addicted to overwatch we're going to ignore the fact that i have an overwatch shirt on right now that's not what i mean but <laughs> you know it's it's that you can continue champa i just wanted to put that out there that it's, it's it's both of those things i think that are, that are coming together right yeah no absolutely it's it, this is a conversation that's completely based around perception um but it absolutely deserves to be categorized and there are people who need help um and it the idea that it, that it couldn't be an addiction is silly because anything can be, you know? Um, sure. So why wouldn't we be trying to get people help? Uh, maybe there is an agenda. This guy's refuting that there is, but maybe there is. But it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, there are real humans 
that will receive help because of this. That can now be recognized. It's in the DSM. Their their experience is now validated through this. Well, potentially. Yeah. Because it's yeah. not official yet. Yeah. But yeah, just um, to clarify. I have had this issue uh, in the past. Um, so in World of Warcraft, I'm uh, I'm a Grand Marshal. And that only means something to people who are like OG WoW players pretty much. Um and it's notorious getting Grand Marshal or High Warlord from vanilla is notorious for being something that people that had no life did. Uh, I played WoW 18 hours a day in order to get that for three months. And I literally didn't do anything else at all. I got up, played till I went to sleep. I napped in between, had people call my phone to wake me up in order to be able to continue to play. Um, and I would get sleep like... 30 minutes here or there uh just just to keep up uh, and i completely destroyed my life doing this and if this was something that was recognized then and not something that you know like um i you know, you know people in my life would would like make fun of me or um you know it's like a joke it, yeah like it's yeah but not take it seriously not like if i if i was sitting at my computer you know shooting up no one would have laughed at me. No one would have, you know, they would have taken it more seriously. There would have been resources for me. But because I was a, you know, 15-year-old kid throwing my life away in a video game, um, obviously it's recognized as, as not good, but it's more just a sign of immaturity rather than having a serious problem that should be addressed. So, yeah, yeah. I'm also a little scared for, for what... If this does happen, it does get categorized. I think it does need to be categorized, but I think it does have initial problems, such as, oh, let's say, you know, fifteen a 15-year-old kid wants to get really good at Overwatch, get into the Overwatch League. Let's say that. Starts practicing and actually doing the same amount that, say, another 15-year-old who was trying to get into the MLB or, like, trying to get into collegiate sports. They're spending the same time same amount of time on their stuff, but the guy who was getting into sports would be glorified saying, oh, he's really working hard for this goal. And meanwhile, the parents can cut off the kid from trying to achieve his dream by saying, oh, it's an addiction, when they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. And I I always get really mad when anyone's like, oh, yeah, it's an addiction or something. Or maybe the kid either A, wants to stream and he actually like has the time to do so, uh, B, wants to get into esports and is just practicing to get better at it, or see, maybe he just likes the game. Like, that's really it. Um, that being said, like, I do see that there are severe cases and that sort of thing, but I'm afraid of what this diagnostic can do because it could cost some people, like, it could do some more damage than good because we're seeing double standards when it comes to people practicing for esports rather than sports. And it's just not. People outside the gaming community, I don't think, get it. Um,. And the chances of you having a doctor who understands the difference between you being obsessed with it and you working towards a goal that can help your life is few and far between. Um, yeah, to build off that point, I, I think um, I, I kind of sit somewhere in the, the middle of those extremes. I think the, the thing that Dr. Bean is pointing out here, um, I think, is uh, a, re a reasonable concern. Right, because he's not—he's not saying I'm not. 
he's not making the statement this isn't an addiction you can't be addicted to it he's saying like the research here to classify this is shoddy and I think that to me uh, speaks to the issue that Peggy's pointing out because I think it's it's clear that you can be addicted to video games in the same way you can be addicted to anything right right um, not only that when you look at what we've talked about all year that there are games that play into addictive tendencies like that's a part of game design is like I don't even mean that though like that's obviously a huge part of it but I even mean like the simple thing of like you know uh, a roguelike right where the entire core of the game is to make you play it over and over and over again is to establish a loop that addicts you to want to keep playing like that's part of the the package and I think like to Peggy's point when you have groups of people who fundamentally don't understand and are not interested in understanding video games or video game culture, I think you can definitely run into an issue where, you know, something that every single person here has done, sat down and played video games for like five or six hours, right? Like, is that is that the sign of a problem or is that you in, indulging in a hobby, right? And, and for, I... Sorry, especially for people who think they know what they're talking about already. Point right, like if if you're like if you're if you're a parent and you don't want your kids to play games and they're like they play games for six hours a day they're addicted to video games I'm gonna send them to a, an, a video game addiction facility right like I, I I see the point that's being made here where I think flimsily diagnosing this or flimsily setting what the parameters of true video game addiction are could lead to it being uh, could lead to it being exploited to try and make kids not play video games all day or whatever, right? And that's a real, real difference than what you were talking about, Sean, right? Where you're playing 18 hours a day. Or, or again, like the things that are laid out in this, um, you know, in, in this, this excerpt, right? That like, I think you need to show that there's significant impact on like your life. And I think some of the um, analogies that you made, Peggy, are like kind of flimsy of like, there's a big difference between someone who's like a diehard football fan or someone who literally all I'm doing is watching football for 18 hours a day. And it's like, I think there is like, it, it, I don't, it doesn't feel like we've done enough research to get to this point, right? Like, I don't know that we actually have a good understanding of what makes for real video game addiction versus like, you know, the somewhat obsessive tendencies of the people that tend to flock towards playing video games, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. but I think I think addiction in general there are there are clear cut sort of ideas surrounding what makes an addict versus not. You know, if you can go like gambling, right? Gambling is not inherently bad. You could go gamble yeah. right now for two hours and have the time of your life, leave, lose money, win money, whatever, and just go on with your life. And then there are other people who will gamble and like not stop. You know? Or they'll gamble win big, lose huge, and destroy their entire life within a span of five hours, you know? Like, it, it varies, but ultimately what is important is the impact on your life um, and how you continue to do it despite the fact that it's obviously um, unhealthy, you're passing up on social opportunities, kind of what they laid out earlier. Um, you sure. should look at that and see that consistently among all the things that we classify as um, addictions. And so... I think that it's clear cut what makes someone an, an addict to video games. But I think what Peggy is saying and what you said too, Pete, uh, is very accurate. 
in that this could be used negatively. Uh, what I hope and what I the reason why I was um, excited for this is because it, for me, it's a sign of progress in the sense that, yeah, sure, a lot of doctors now probably don't know what the hell they're talking about when it comes to this issue. And maybe they won't treat it um, the way it should be treated. But now maybe it's something that can be taught in school when they go when they go to medical school now maybe it's something that people will actually research so that they can be better informed because now a lot of the teenagers that might be coming to them could be could have this problem you know yep um and so i hope that this does lead to something positive even though there is the potential for it to be misused yeah and i think you're right that like if there's money there there's an incentive for people to do research and understand you know, and like, I think a lot of it comes down to a generational thing. We'll hit a point where there is a generate, there is no generation of doctors. There are no doctors alive that live in a pre video game society. And when we get to that point, you know, or the, the closer we do get to that point, the less likely it is, I think, that um, the ability for this diagnosis to be used against people who aren't suffering will be harder. Yeah. Um, I, I'm closer to Sean than Peggy on this one, and I I think I'm a little bit farther on Team Sean than Pete is, if we're breaking it up into teams. But sure, um, I I do think that like anything can be an addiction, and like especially with something with video games where, like I've I've read some really interesting design articles about how WoW is literally designed to like play your dopamine release cycles and get you to keep coming back to wow for that hit right um i don't mean to you know make that a slight against your game sean i just wow wow's the thing i've read this about and yeah. i'm sure it's like elsewhere in games too and that's the same way that like yeah gambling and any other addiction works is like if you're predisposed predisposed to it and like it gets the receptors in your brain that are like looking to get latched onto something. Yeah, firing the right neurons for yep. you. Then I want to I want to clarify really quick that it's not that I'm not saying that that gaming uh, addiction isn't a thing. It is a thing, and I do think there are some very serious uh, cases of it. My concern and I do again, I do actually think that being cla- like classifying gaming addiction is a very good thing. My problem is there's going to be so many road bumps and so many kids are going to be hurt because of this because no one knows what the hell they're talking about in the mental health community when it comes to gaming. Um, and we've seen this before, and hell, even I've had I've had a couple of uh, couple of times where people were like, you're, you're addicted to gaming, that sort of thing. It's like, no, I'm just, like, I'm trying to get into the community to, to cover it for esports, or I'm trying to, to yeah. do something that's productive, and people don't understand it, and it turns into she's addicted to gaming, and it goes from there. That's my yeah. concern that could happen to other people. I do think it's a thing. I think that it's a thing that, that definitely needs attention. I just, there's going to be so many road bumps to start, and I'm really concerned about the kids that are going to be basically unintended victims with this because they're going to be diagnosed for something that they don't have. Yeah, the best we can hope for is that there'll be mental health professionals who are honest about it, right? Who look at it and, and say to the parent that tries to misuse this mental illness to get their kid to stop playing games, they don't have a problem. You just need to, you know, limit their time on the screen or whatever, except that they like video games, you know? Um, Oddly enough, when it comes to the scientific fact, we have to hope. Go figure. 
Andy, did you have anything else to say? Uh, no. Okay. What about you, Thompson? Uh... Personally, most of my life, I had like from up until maybe you know I was like in my early twenties. Uh, every just about every motivation I had for anything was to play some games, right? So school, it was more of like an inconvenience to get out of the way so I could play games, right? I mean, I kicked fucking ass at school because I just so much wanted to get it out of the way and the most efficient in, in a way and stuff, just to put more time into games, like. I don't know if I'd say that's like an addiction because it definitely motivated me in life. And then like when I got older, I was just like, yeah, I love video games, but I've made a successful life. So like, there you go, you know, and I, I guess like in certain circumstances, someone can see that as an extreme because I really did base most like everything I did on like, how can I maximize gaming, you know? Um, and, you know, I had like a really like weird social life because I don't really have good friends until I met like you know you Pete and all the other people I know now but so it was just like gaming was always there you know and so like in another scenario that could be really shitty for someone else but for me it was really beneficial you know like it actually was like probably the one thing that I was like always able to rely on you know to like like if you don't have a lot of things like that you really cared about right it was just like oh shit you know like I have nothing I want to do at the end of the day. Oh, there's always StarCraft. You know, it was just like, there's literally always StarCraft. And with the prospect of gaming, like, blowing up as it did when I, as I got older, there was always something new and better. And, like, I couldn't keep up with it at a certain point because at one point or another, I realized, oh, I'm actually doing more real life stuff than I am video gaming now. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so did I really, like, shoot myself in the foot when I was younger? I mean, probably a couple times, but, like, in the end, it kind of worked out. So, eh. See, it's like, yeah, like, I think that's a clear line, though, right? Like, that's that's a passion, and, like, there's I don't think there's a gamer alive who hasn't at some point shirked real-life responsibilities because they would rather play video games. Yeah, but... But that's, that's true of everything. <laughs> I think right? I did like, it for, like, a good 18 years straight, you know, though? I mean, I'm not talking, like, I, I had a phase. I mean, I'm talking, like, literally my entire life until I was, like, 22, yeah, but like you were a kid. Like, what else were you gonna fucking do? You know, it's I like guess, you weren't. Yeah. You said you, you go weren't outside an athlete. And you play baseball because yeah. that's more reputable. Because that's what blah, that's blah. what normal kids do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing is there. There's a clear divide, I think, there, and I think it it comes down to at that point, like it's the responsibility of the professional. Um, and we just have to hope for the best because I think to Sean's point, this is a step forward. And even yeah. if it isn't the right step forward right now, hopefully it's a step forward, you know, and like we'll realize we need to adjust the system or whatever. And we'll get to a place where people can get the help that they need and uh, it can't be used as a, uh, a battering ram against, you know, kids that just want to be indoorsy. <laughs> The, the one thing or I, introverted or introverted I, yeah sure I'm, I'm not like against any of those sentiments or anything the one thing that actually like that I don't think anyone's brought up yet if I missed it sorry but I, I worry about like it impacting video gaming negatively in the way that like you know parents who aren't understanding if there is a you know child who just is interested they just jump to something crazy and even if someone like even if doctors don't agree you know it does like cause negative social impact on video gaming as a whole. And I feel like it's, it's finally getting to that sweet spot of like legitimacy, you know, where it's like not a super nerdy thing anymore and everything's cool with it. I just don't want it to take a step back ever, you know, never yeah, once. So like have to reopen the conversation yeah. of no, like, like one step back, well, you know, 
when you start like seeing think pieces on the Huffington Post of just like, is your child a video game addict? Right. Yeah. You know? and, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think we're we were past this. I thought you know in some areas it's like you know to have clinical evaluations of it is fucking amazing. I don't want anyone to misconstrue like what the message is from this. It's just because they're uninformed. You know. Sure, sure. And that's a realistic concern, but uh, I mean, it's one that I think we as an industry have to tackle, Yeah, you know, because I think it's clearly a problem and uh, something's got to be done about it. So we just have to, you know, I think as adult gamers, we need to make our voices heard, you know, because the people that are going to get screwed by it are kids. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's our duty as um, as adults who can actually speak on their behalf uh, to do that, I think. So, um Hopefully we've done that bit here. All right, so uh, our last item on the news list this week is going to take us into our meat and potatoes, and uh, it is it is a truly horrifying story. Um, so if you haven't heard about it, uh, buckle in, um, because this one is, is definitely a little more extreme than most of the things we talk about on this show. Not, not, not in, in like a, a 90s way. Like, way. You know, Tony Hawk comes in on yeah. a skateboard and no, does a no, 900 no. It's, backflip. Uh, it's bad. So, um, a dispute over a Call of Duty wager that um, is reportedly anywhere from a dollar to two dollars has seemingly led to the death of an innocent 28-year-old man. There is a, a lot to unpack around this still-developing story, um, so it's, it is my journalistic duty to tell you uh, that there are, still, there are still details coming out about this story every day, uh, every hour. So, oh um, Peggy, Peggy from, uh, from downtown. Uh, nah, I can't. Why yeah, do I have um, to be in the Meccan? Cause I'm black. Is that what we're doing now? Yourself? Uh, the local see, reporter, see, man, uh, kind of I, I see what's going on here. I get it. Pickle is supposed to be black. That's, that's her Twitter. All, all one, uh, one word. Oh yeah. And she was the one I believe who broke the story was on the scene as a police where we're kind of wrapping up with the initial incident at the house that we talked about. But that, that is the, uh, that is the reporter, the morning crime slash breaking Perfect. news reporter for the Kansas. Yeah. Com. Uh, Kansas.com uh, is, so yeah. is, um, yeah, one of the pretty much the primary source for the story. Um, I also am going to be pulling uh, from an article over on the Call of Duty fan site, Charlie Intel. Uh, the writer is credited as Kishav, which I'm assuming is a gaming title. But um, uh, he or she did a great job of compiling uh, all of the local news sources from Kansas.com, along with some added context from Twitter. Uh, so I'm going to read from their article to catch us all up to speed a little bit. And um, like I said, you know, there's going to be new information about this story. There's a, a very real possibility there'll be updates from when we record this. So if any of this information is out there out of date, uh, I would really appreciate it if you could send us an email or reach out to us in the comments and uh, we can, you know, update the description and stuff like that. Maybe touch on it next week, depending on how things shake out. Um, so to catch you all up, uh, we'll, we'll jump into the Charlie Intel article now. So, um, it begins. A dispute between two teammates over the loss of $1.50 Call of Duty wager has led to the death of a 28-year-old man in Wichita, Kansas. Police ID'd the 28-year-old individual as Andrew Finch. He uh, he leaves behind two children. His mother spoke with the local news outlet in a video uh, posted by Kansas.com where she said that she's never heard of swatting before and said that Andrew did not play video games. So, Andrew was completely uninvolved in this story. Um, completely innocent bystander. Uh, so these two individuals, 
um, you know, were, uh, you know, they got in an argument over a UMG wager online, which is a, um, you know, a, a place where you can, you can put bets on, uh, on COD matches. And, um, you know, during a dispute that came, this is, I'm paraphrasing the article now, um, obviously, because this doesn't sound as good as, as the writing. Um, so basically, after this dispute, uh, the two get into a pretty heated dis- debate. You know, they're, they're yelling at each other, they're threatening to swat one another. Um, and, and one of the players provided the other with a fake address, right? So um, this, you know, the one who was sent the fake address decided to send that, that address to a, uh, a known swatter um, who uh, he, you know, he is reportedly connected to a few other major incidents. There was a fake bomb threat at uh, the CWL Dallas event in, in December, which was a, uh, a Call of Duty tournament that um, got, I think, Peggy, I believe you told me off mic that it was multiple bomb threats, right? Yes, uh, there was one. I think like the Friday of the tournament or something. It was it was two separate days where CWL Dallas had to be evacuated uh, for for a couple of hours, if I remember correctly, because they had to sweep the entire place because someone called in a bomb threat not once but twice uh, so during the tournament. That's so then right. So th- I guess to catch you up for those of you who don't know, because um, we're using the term swatting, we're throwing it around here. Swatting is when um, someone will block their number or use a uh, they'll use an online means to make it seem as though they're calling from a local address they'll call police and report um that a crime is happening at that would require a SWAT team so generally a very serious crime is happening at uh the address of somebody who's streaming you know a lot of times it's done as a prank to have the the person get swatted uh while they're live on the air um, a lot of times it's used like in this as a threat, as, as a way to uh, attack somebody that you don't like. Um, and it's, it's been a, uh, a pretty consistent problem within, um, you know, the Twitch space, but specifically within the Call of Duty communities. Um, so this is a fairly common occurrence, unfortunately. Um, but to my knowledge, this is the first time that someone has died uh, from it. I I believe that there have been pets my, shot my well, yeah. uh, and things like that, but I, I don't. I don't believe anyone has died until this point. Um, so, this this user, right? Uh, he calls in a dispute um, where he he said that uh, that there had been a accidental discharge of a weapon that someone had shot their father in the head by accident and then taken the rest of the family hostage. Um, and, you know, they, the police arrive on the scene, right? And, um, uh, Andrew, uh, who was known as Andy, went to approach the door when the police arrived and, uh, he was shot, you know, without any warning. The police officer who shot him was a seven-year veteran of the police department and, uh, who has been paced on paid administrative leave as the department investigates, um, if it was actually a swatting incident. Um, which I mean, it's it, it, from what we'll get into the re- through the rest of uh, the article here, the context that was added, it, it seems you know um, unquestionable that that's that's what's happened here. Um, but so here's what the police had to say: It was a shooting call involving hostages. The original call, we were told someone had an argument with their mother and dad was accidentally shot, and now the person was holding mother, brother, and sister hostage. We learned through that the, through that call that a father was deceased and had been shot in the head. That the information we were that was the information we were working off of. Uh, so there's been an update to that story from uh, Kansas.com, I would assume from the same reporter. Uh, I don't have her name handy here. But, um, you know, it's it's come out that uh, in the incident, you know, this 
28-year-old father of two very young children, two and seven, um, was unarmed, approached the door, shot without warning, uh, and then his entire the SWAT team runs in, arrests his family, and you know uh, his his mother, his niece, and uh, his mother's roommate were there and were forced outside over his dying body uh, before being cuffed and sent downtown for questioning. So we'll get into that more later, but I'd, I'd like to talk more about the context of how, how we got here. So uh, the reports have, have since come out here, and this is from Charlie Intel again. Uh, reports claim that the two Call of Duty players involved were Miracle, uh, spelled M-I-R-U-H-C-L-E, and Vaporizer. These two players have since deleted their Twitter accounts. The known swatter also uh, also changed his Twitter profile to a new username. Uh, but a pro player from the community, community a guy named Parasite, uh, whose, whose real name is uh, Christopher Duart, um, shared some additional information that was found on Twitter about the incident from people who claimed to be connected. Um, so this comes from a Twitter user, all skill, no talk at V Natsu underscore. That's V N N A T S U underscore. So forgive, you know, this is it's internet speak. So for, forgive some of the language here, but um, this is she, she I, I believe Oh, he or she writes, so this is what happened on this, quote, swatting between vaporize slash vaporizer or whatever, or the or what the fuck ever, and miracle slash seven allant, uh, so talent, and the swatter. So if you are confused, just ask me and I can clear it up. So we have two big screenshots here of the text explaining this, and I'm going to read these to you in full. Okay, so to start off, the screenshot of Talent sending the guy an address that is actually the Miracle guy trying to seem innocent. If you search at Talent on Twitter, you will see that he now goes by his new Twitter, Miracle. Anyway, Miracle and Vaporizer were arguing. I'm not sure how it went down. All I saw that Miracle posted Vaporizer's docs. So I assume that what happened is that after all this happened, Vaporizer told the swatter to swat Miracle. Miracle then DM'd the guy trying to act hard and sent him a random address that was close to him so it would look real. That's why Miracle tweeted, quote, someone tried to swat me and got an innocent man killed. In my opinion, it's Miracle's fault more than anyone because he's the one that gave the guy the fake address trying to seem tough. So there are three parties involved, Vaporizer, Miracle, and Swatistic. And that's the, uh, that's the, the doxer. We should probably mention his name usually is capital S, capital W, capital A, lowercase u, capital T, and then lowercase the rest of it, so that way Thank you. Is, is highlighted um, his username. So, uh, so he says, these are the three parties involved, and you can look him up easily if you look through their Twitters. Anyway, if you're confused at all, just reply to this tweet, and I'll clear it up for you. Um, so again, if you want to go in and look at any of the additional information that some of the questions asked here... You can go check this out. We'll link to it down below. But I'm staying at the surface level here so we can get into our conversation. Uh, to sum it all up, Miracle and Vaporizer were arguing. Someone tried to swat Miracle, but Miracle lied about his address, so some random person got swatted. And now Miracle is trying to blame everyone else and try to make himself look like a saint when it is just as much his fault as everyone else's. So ask any questions if you're confused and just ask. And then imme- uh, immediately after that, there was another image connected where they have a screenshot of the conversation uh, with Miracle, and Miracle wrote, 
please try some shit. I'll be waiting. 1033 W McCormick, St. Wichita, Kansas, and then the uh, the zip. I'll have you in prison for five years, buddy. Casey already gave me all the proof I need. Bah ha 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 And then three minutes later, he said, hello, pussy bitch, say something. So, uh, another pro player, FaZe Clan Zuma, and this is back to the article, has shared information showing the swatter who has now changed his Twitter username, threatening him in the past, and has threatened to call in fake bomb threats to CWL in New Orleans, the next CWL event taking place January 12th to the 14th, and Zuma has said he already contacted the police about the individual for his own safety. Uh, and I'm not going to get into all the tweets here, but... Uh, Zuma basically says that the same guy involved has threatened to SWAT, uh, SWAT Nola, threatened to SWAT him, threatened to SWAT his girlfriend, who's also a streamer, uh, and, you know, this is the guy, you know, and he's got screenshots of all of his old Twitter before it was taken down, the guy threatening him, calling him a dumbass bitch, you know, uh, all this kind of stuff, uh, so that's, that's the story as it stands right now. Uh, so before we get into our meat and potatoes um, about the larger issue at hand here, I want to open the floor for you all to react to this story. And uh, Peggy, I know that you have a lot to say about this issue um, and probably have some additional context you can add. So why don't, why don't you start? Manslaughter at the very fucking least for all three of these kids. I don't, I don't care. You don't do this. First, you don't dog someone. You don't send SWAT into someone else's house. And beyond the fact, why the hell did that cop shoot in the first place? That's a different, uh, that's a different thing altogether. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about that, uh, talking about that later. But just on the surface, for right now, all three parties, all of them should at least get manslaughter. And SWATistic, I believe, should get mur murder. He's the one who called it in. He's been... And it's all alleged, but CW Dallas uh, could have been a way bigger deal if it wasn't for very professional people at that production, or at that tournament, rather. So many times this has happened where people's favorite streamers, they piss him off once, some guy in his in his like mom's basement is just thinking, oh, I'm going to be the, the god here, I'm going to have all the power, I'm going to call the cops on him. That has happened so many times to so many streamers, and no one took it seriously, and now someone's dead. Now someone's dead, and now you have to and take it seriously. And now two children are going to grow up without a father good... because of a fucking prank. Correct. Yep, because of a prank that wasn't taken seriously by law enforcement to start with, and now, and now some, and now some, it's maddening. It is so frustrating to see these. Uh, to see something in the gaming community that is very serious that no one takes seriously because of some sort of like so social context or whatever. And it's so upsetting that it had to come to this point, but it has. And now someone is dead because of these goddamn swatters. And someone actually did try to put in a bill, uh, like an actual congressional bill, to have swatting mm -hmm. uh, be like, I think, a federal crime or something like that. And that congresswoman got swatted within a week. This entire thing, it's just a whole bunch of kids thinking that they're God, and now suddenly someone's dead, and it's come to, I'm just, there's a lot of feelings here, and I'm just really disappointed and really upset that this has had, that all this has had to come to this big, to this big ahead, and, and you know, and someone had to die because no one took it seriously, or no one figured out how to, how to make this stop, 
when this is a known thing. This is a very well-known thing in any sort of gaming Twitch streaming community. This has happened to one of your favorite streamers. I guarantee it. If you like Summit 1G, I believe he got swatted. You know, a couple of other people. And, like, Ninja, I believe, has been swat. I actually don't know that. But if you watch Twitch, more than likely, you know of a streamer who has been swatted before. And the fact that that's a thing, and it's actually fairly common for that to happen at least once to a streamer that you like or a streamer that's popular is insane and it should have been stopped by now now that being said the one good thing out of this is that we'll finally get at least some sort of precedent for what happens when someone does this um if they catch the guy at all but it looks like it looks like with a little bit more of like community like what is it community watch like community justice that sort of thing um, this one seems to have a lot more likelihood of the person being caught, the, the swatter being caught, mm -hmm. than anything that we've seen uh, previously. Because if, for example, CWL Dallas, if that didn't get caught, you know, it, it's... People keep on saying that it's not... Uh, it's very hard to catch people, and it's very hard to, to, to figure out who does this and all that. Um, hopefully, this family will get some justice for for their, their lost brother, son, whoever it may be father um and i'm so sorry that it happened to this that it came to this point that it came to someone having to die in order for this to a get a lot get the recognition that it deserves in order for it to be like a, a known problem that people are trying to fix and b for it to come to the national stage in such a terrible event um when it should have been figured out since this has been happening for years okay so i'll jump in off that um, unless you wanted to, Sean, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so, just speaking from a, a first-year law student perspective, which isn't a great legal perspective, <laughs> but it's a legal perspective. Yeah. Um, Better than any of us, yeah. So, Swatistic, you could probably get... You could probably charge him with murder, too. Um... So, okay, so you got you got four kinds of homicide charges. You got murder, and you got manslaughter, and then you have within those um, uh, murder one, which is, like, that's the big one, um, and murder two. And the difference between murder one and murder two charges is generally, um, like, the mental state. It's usually, like, premeditated or deliberated or done with, like, a specific... Um, like instrument of like so like terrorism is basically always a murder one because it's like done with an explosive device or whatever uh and murder two um even when it wasn't intentional you can show um basically malignant and depraved heart which is just like so absurdly reckless as to the result of their actions that like does uh um, it shows a, a like misunderstanding of the value. I was gonna of say life. like You're good. Go this it. is maybe a fake legal okay. term that I've heard on television, but like, couldn't you like like the intention of malice, right? Like it's like the intent there was to cause harm, whether right. or not he intended to kill someone. Like this was done to hurt someone, so it's like he's responsible. Oh yeah, N no um, meaning specifically meaning swat three, swatistic or? in that sense. 
because he's the one that like he did yeah. it with the intention um, of, of hurting somebody. Like he made he ma- and you know he made a false police call. You know, like <laughs> yeah, um, and like that you might be able to get as like felony two or felony murder two, where it's like you attach the felony of um, reporting a false claim yeah. to the FBI. Yeah. Um, or the nine one one in yeah. this case. Yeah, but. On the same token, um, I'm really, like, you might be able to get, um, oh god, I forget the names, Um, because our our tendency to refer to people in the gaming space by their chosen gaming tag is, I think, really dumb. Um, oh, I really like it. Nothing against you, Peggy. It was, um... I just, like, I I can't keep it straight, like, in my head, you know, who these people are. yeah. Uh, miracle Be- okay, so Miracle is the one who gave the fake address. Baptizer is the one who, uh, or okay. whatever. Um, he's the one who talked to. So, uh, Swatistic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um. I should also mention that nine one one call is available, like public. Public. I didn't know that. If you send me a link, I'll throw that in the show notes. If. Okay, um, so legally, from my knowledge, you probably won't be able to get a miracle with yeah. the guy who gave the fake address. Yes. Yeah. Um, you may want to hold him morally responsible, and that's your prerogative, but I don't think legally there's, like, a ton you can do. Um, you can get the other guy for probably solicitation of filing a p- false police report. Yeah, but he's, like, clearly an accomplice either. in that. Like, he's the one who involved the guy that committed the crime. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I think you're, yeah. that sounds right, because, like, I feel like there isn't, like, you can make the argument that the guy didn't give the fake address with the intention of someone getting hurt, but it's, like, I, I don't know. I, like, I, I agree with yeah. you, Peggy. Like, he is responsible for this man's death. Um, but I don't know if you can look at that from, like, a legal I mean, standpoint. Yeah, I'm speaking in case anyone yeah, couldn't. No, like, I'm speaking. They're all garbage. <laughs> and it's just Honestly, I honestly though, I think like the cops the most responsible cuz there's like shouldn't be kicking down yeah, the door. Yeah, especially and when you're first. a 7-year veteran. Like Oh, great. This yeah. isn't some like yeah, rookie mm-hmm. who was scared because hostage situation. Like this is a this is someone who's supposed to be experienced at like de-escalating situations not shooting an unarmed man with no yeah. warning right like not even a get on the ground like nothing just open the door shot him it's okay guys though he's on administrative leave <laughs> uh, with pay of course oh of course with pay that would just be barbaric So, Sean, I, I, I believe you wanted to jump in before, right? So, Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is horrible. This is, this is a, a real tragedy. Um, I'm completely with Peggy in terms of her reaction to this. This is... Uh, it, it's amazing that it's taken... I'm, I'm actually amazed that no one has died before this. Um, because we all we already know how aggressive police are. We already know that their fingers are on the trigger. So I'm shocked that no one's died prior to this. Um, that being said, though, uh, there's no way 
that these people should be able to get away with this. Uh, there needs to be a very, very harsh penalty uh, on the books for anyone who does this. And the fact that these people can't be found, the, um, Peggy was mentioning earlier that it's that it's hard to find these people. That strikes me as insane because um, the guy was publicly you know, fucking bragging about it on Twitter. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. Multiple times for multiple instances. It's not just this. This kid has a track record of being like, yeah, uh, if I don't get a DM from like someone, I'm gonna evacuate. Yeah, he's a known. Like it's it. He's like what he's doing this. is domestic so, terrorism. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was a that was a public event, right? The the Call yeah. of Duty tournament. That's an event. It's taking place in public. And he made a fucking bomb, a bomb threat. threat. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Twice. Um. It, 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 to me, the fact that this wasn't taken more seriously before is a result of, again, what we were talking about a little earlier, uh, the fact that it's gaming. The fact that it, you know, it's taking place with games, with teenagers, that people think, oh, they're just, you know, being stupid, whatever. Well, um, nobody cares about a random Twitch streamer getting tear gassed. Right. But there's real, there's money involved, right? Because you're mobilizing a SWAT team that costs money. Um, they're using resources for this. What what other crimes are going on that aren't being dealt with while they're dealing with some fucking Twitch streamer who didn't do anything wrong? <laughs> He's uh, doing so their job. Like, yeah. There might be an unarmed teenager walking around while being <laughs> black. Let's somewhere. not even get into that, you know? Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's just... it's I, NWA put it right, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Fuck the police. It, it's, a, it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment on the part of the police. It's an embarrassment on the part of the gaming community that we tolerate this. That a guy, who, that a guy whose name is Swatistic even has a, a following or an audience, or or that anyone cares who he is, uh, other than the fact that he should be vilified by everybody. You know, we need to we need to uh, expect better of ourselves and behave better um, across all avenues because this is the real life consequence of shit behavior on the internet. This is what happens. Real people get affected. And it's not always just death. Death is the worst result. But how many people's lives have been have been harmed or in some cases ruined over dumb stuff yeah, like man. this? Right. How many like how many people had their dog shot, shot? You know? You know? Um, and it's like it's... That's not no, funny. it's not. It's not funny yeah. at all. And like even, even if nothing happens to them, it's not funny. Like it's, it's not, not funny. funny, yeah. And it's like it's this isn't a prank. Like this is like you're you're taking someone's life in jeopardy over drama on the internet. And it's like when and again, like think about this. These guys were teammates who bet over no more than two dollars. A man died over two dollars and some internet drama. That if that doesn't sicken you to your very core, like. There's something fundamentally broken inside you. Also, I do want to point out, I think it's bullshit that people are calling this a prank. Like, swatting itself is a prank. It's it not. should it's be a, a fucking, fucking felony. It's a fucking like... crime. And the fact that it's... Exactly. And the fact that people are calling it a, a prank, quote-unquote, is exactly what Sean was saying. No one is taking this fucking seriously. And now someone is dead. And I keep repeating that because it's fucking true. And maybe then people will actually be fucking serious about this. Because there's been a lot of people who have been very serious about trying to get anything done when it comes to swatting. And no one did up until now when it's suddenly going to Because there's blood. There's blood on someone's someone, hands someone's now. On, now we got to figure out dead. who it is. And now dead. we 
actually have to do something about it. And like you said, there will be a legal precedent from this. Like, this, like... From this prank, quote-unquote. All all we can hope is that that Andy doesn't... That Andy didn't die in vain. That this man's life wasn't ended for no fucking... Well, it was for no reason, but at the very least, like you said, hopefully the silver lining is that something comes of this. Because this is disgusting. And if you're not outraged, like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Because this is... Meanwhile, Thompson's sitting over there like, oh, I was going to take the pro-swatting stance, but I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Thompson, you just hadn't said anything and it was too easy. Yeah, no, way in. I don't want to interrupt anyone. I mean, obviously this sucks. Um, This is, I think, no no easy way to put it for me um, other than, like, I think with the rise of the internet and the amount of people that have had access to it in recent years, specifically how, how much trolling and things like that have become more mainstream because of that. And this is another Avenue of, of that kind of shit. And, uh, a lot of things that stem were from less benign, uh, you know, circumstances that never led to anyone getting injured or anything was always okay, you know, because it was like, oh, it's just a prank, it's just a joke or whatever. And I think that's why this was labeled, like Peggy said, as a prank. This is the same mindset as like, well, it's just, you know, internet drama or something, you know, like it never ends up being something, but it does end up being something. So unfortunately, these are the very real growing pains of a booming internet with people and access to it who have anonymity and people who are just uh really shitty people who would would normally do this kind of crap in different ways had they not had the internet but this is more of a easier way to get under people's skin and and get their kicks you know and uh sadly that's that's like a real problem that we were going to experience and i can't even imagine the future ones we're going to experience related to things like this i mean especially with like the rise of vr and and, like who knows where that's going to take us you know like 10 years from now um you know harassment and stuff might be a real problem from things like that so the sooner someone acts upon this in in like the government you know to label it for what the what it really is the better it will stop further problems too i think but unfortunately i don't think we're going to see that for a while i don't think anyone's gonna move fast enough on this for i mean i i would hope nothing ever happens like but i i do feel like we're gonna have other incidents like this before something yeah stops unfortunately it, you know? i think you're probably right i i our yeah. our level of sensitivity is too low when it comes to stuff that takes place on the internet it's not it's just like no level of trolling you know when you're dealing with real humans all that stuff sucks it's all bad none of it's good um and people enjoy this you know like there are people who see this kind of thing happen you know put aside the fact that someone died just for a moment to talk about swatting as a as a concept right like there are people who think this is hilarious you know this is this is a common occurrence like what peggy was saying 
are like that's not funny and our level of sensitivity as people who are engaging with this kind of content is far far too low and it's it becomes a serious matter when it happens to you or when it happens to a loved one um but we've got to develop more um empathy and more compassion for other people because it's not just a swatting issue it's not just that someone died it's every day um things that are less severe are happening because people aren't dying but uh people are still being hurt you know by things like this and you know you talk about people committing suicide because of you know online bullying and stuff like that those are real humans you know and uh there's no excuse for this kind of behavior on any level it's it shouldn't be tolerable um and i'm not saying that we need to police that because how do you i don't you know i'm not looking for regulation on that front i'm just looking for humans to be decent yeah, and I, I think I think the answer is somewhere in the middle of uh, the the point that you made and the point that Thompson made is that I think this this issue escalating to this point it shows a shocking lack of empathy for people on the other end of the screen and uh, and I think it speaks to how far behind we are in, in the advancement of cyber crime you know of fighting cyber crime I should say uh, that that. Or even just being connected to the new technologies that we have. I mean, most things don't even realize that, you know, like, acknowledge certain platforms as, as things for a while, you know? There's been how many tr- troubles of growing pains with Twitter until, like, there was always, obviously, you know, a patch to fix it or something like that. But there's been how many cases? Yeah, it's, that it's always that we don't happens, act you know? until something bad happens. And... Yeah, or too many proactive. of bad things happen. Yes, exactly. And, uh... Yeah. Right, well, and that's the problem. Especially for is internet that crap. In any other area of law enforcement, um, y- you ideally do take a proactive, not reactive approach, right? Like, you have standards and practices for how you de escalate a situation or how you're supposed to ideally deal with a certain crime. You don't wait until a man is dead and then figure it out, you know? Like, the fact when this happened one time. There should have been someone trying to figure out how you stop it. And, you know, we ignored it, and now it's, now there's blood. And now, and now we have to, now we have to fucking deal with this. We have to deal with this. The family and the, and the community needs to mourn over the loss of, I'm sure someone who was a great guy, if just... And again, again, specifically family. to his uh, children. I'm so so sorry this to happened. his very young children to his children yeah so now that we've we've talked about this issue i, I we we've danced around this topic but i want to i want to ask a few specific questions to you all yeah uh what if anything do you feel can be done about this problem in a in a tangible way not in a you know um we need to be better to each other because ideally that's the solution. But but like who who is responsible to try and fix this problem? Do you do you believe that it's entirely the responsibility of the police, or do you think that there is some responsibility on uh, you know on on platforms like Twitch or something to to try and do something to help combat this issue? So my first thing is. Um I know people have kind of seen these before, and it's, like, kind of a little... It's a bit of a meme, but, like, that reporter who calls 911 
inside the 911 crisis center or something, and the 911 operative, like, the everyone knows that this is happening, like, there's going to be a call-in from the news station to check the effectiveness of the 911 center. So, like, it's all, it's all like, planned beforehand uh, that this is going to happen. So, like, no one's breaking any laws or anything. But, uh... Usually with, like, the director of the 911 center literally right next to the pers- to the reporter, uh, the reporter calls in, and he's like, hey, I'm from so-and-so news. Where am I located right now, according to your thing? And they're like, oh, you're, like, five blocks away from, from the crisis center. To which the journalist goes, I'm on the second floor of the crisis center. Uh, this is kind of t- hinting towards the fact that 911, like, service itself is vastly outdated. Uh... They're not quick enough to get uh, to get these calls to like triangulate the calls or whatever, um, the way that say like smartphone companies like Apple, Google, even Amazon can do way more effectively uh, and way faster. So for one, I would say nine one one operatives, specifically for swatting, nine one one operatives need to need to know uh, need to be upgraded. And that entire technology needs to be upgraded in order to, to make this an easier an easier thing. Because I don't think people are going to be swatting when they can get your location in five seconds or less. I mean, uh, to be fair, we put nuclear codes on floppy disks still, so I don't think we're going to get an upgrade in the 911 system if the nukes I mean, are like, still on, like, Commodore 64's equivalent, you know? Yeah, and it's not, and it's not like, especially in this presidency, but it's not in... Uh, <laughs> It's not cost-effective right now, so we're not going to deal on social issues. Anyway, um, and then moving forward, the attitude of the gaming community really needs to change. Um, anyone, like, this has been a thing in the gaming community, in, like, the esports-esque kind of community, because usually esports players stream, um, and this has been a thing for, for a pretty long time. And the idea that people are cool and people are, like... I, I sound like a fucking 80-year-old. But the fact that people think that these, like, swatters are cool, the fact that uh, Swatistic was bold enough to have that as his name um, and, to, and to outwardly brag, knowing that nothing was going to happen to him, at least, you know, until there's some blood, um, that is... That's just fucking get your shit together like that's really it the game community needs to get their shit together 911 operators need to get their shit together and the cops need to stop fucking shooting unarmed people and if all that could happen that'd be great and that'd be the end of this but it's not gonna happen we're at least a few years out and i am honest even from a personal standpoint like some of my friends could be swatted some of the people i I respect as like journalists as as personalities in certain games and like actually all the games you know these guys could be swatted and they could be killed hurt injured something and that's terrifying the fact that you're just trying to connect to your community but some asshole is going to come in and say nah fuck that i want to be i'm going to be you know the the celebrity for the day and i'm going to have swat being called on you like it's insane and usually these people are living with other people like for me, like, personally, like, I can't imagine how terrified, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily be ter- terrified for myself, I'd be terrified for my family. They're the innocent ones here. I'm just playing a fucking game. 
and then suddenly they're they're cut out from like Hell's Kitchen or something because there's a fucking police dog at our door, or there's cops and there's guns, and I would be terrified for my family to to go through that. And it's things that people don't don't really think about and that sort of thing. But like, it's very scary, especially today, uh, being a gaming journalist, esports journalist, anyone with at least a little bit of of uh, notoriety or like people know your name because this could happen to you and even like even while this was happening with the with the go see pubg tournament in the back of my head i was like it takes one one idiot one idiot of these like 30 viewers but like it takes this one idiot to to ruin a you know fuck the broadcast to ruin just ruin a day and sometimes even lives and it's just very scary and i really wish we can get some more compassion like like sean said and i really wish we can get more uh that gaming can be taken more seriously if not just for this like there's so many problems with the gaming industry but this is one of the big ones that that is really being highlighted right now because now it's a national issue now this is on like i wouldn't be surprised if cnn catches this story as well be or like you know, the, the Washington Post or, or New York Times or something, you know, one of those big media companies, because now this is gaining a lot more traction than I think anyone in that original situation realized it would. That being said, you know, they're they're not they're not uh, innocent in this, at least. Like, in the very least. Yeah, they didn't they not know this was going to go that far. They expected something to happen. These guys should be punished, and we shouldn't have to deal with this again, but I'm I am really scared that it will. Actually, I'm pretty sure that it will, but I'm fucking terrified that it'll happen to someone that, that like, I know and I respect just from a personal standpoint. And I, I don't know what to do to fix it, like, realistically. Um, I mean, for my money, yeah, the, we all got to be better to each other points nice and, like, very mm -hmm. accurate. It's impractical. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not, but it's accurate. you know, it's a... Uh, not a thing that like is a solution we can take. I honestly, I think at the end of the day, this like is part of a larger conversation that America's having about police violence. And also like I I get called unpopular opinions Andy Brown a lot. And I'm going to right now voice my like most unpopular internet opinion. I am, like, staunchly, maybe not pro-doxing, but, like, I think the anonymity of the current internet is, like, responsible for a lot of the bad things in the world. Like, this event included, I don't think that, like, it would have happened. I don't think swatting would be a thing if it wasn't for, like, this idea that, oh, you can hide behind whatever, and it's like, oh, that's swatistic, not... Oh, that's Mike Birbiglia, stand-up comedian whose name I came up with. Hypothetical as a terrorist. Hypothetical, <laughs> that's hypothetical terrorist, Mike Birbiglia. Nice. I get your point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I respect that, you know, that's the way it is now, and it's like, you get to be anonymous on the internet, and I'm not gonna, like, you know, use doxing as a, a tool of harassment the way people do use it, but, like... I don't know. I think the idea that you have a right to anonymously say whatever the fuck you want is dumb. Yeah, I mean, I think there there needs to be greater accountability online, right? I think that's that is a, a clear yeah. that's 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 clear based on on what hap what's happened here. 
It's like the fact that we can point to these guys and like we vaguely know their identity but can't say like or but we have to say like oh and they're having trouble tracking right. them down. Right. Meanwhile, we have screenshots of what they've like, said. Like figuring out who they are. Meanwhile, yeah, we have screenshots of them but we don't I know think, who they are. I think that point though has more to do with what Peggy was talking about, which is just bad technology on the part of 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 police and people who should who should be dealing with this um i mean i I guarantee you that there are companies that there are people at their homes right now who could find where swatistic lives i did no questions asked yeah i bet people already did yeah so if they can do that the police should be able to do that much faster and the fact that they can't is a big problem yeah and i think um you know, we see the government deal with cybercrime at a top level when it affects them, but we don't there there needs to be a push for like police forces uh to have better cybercrimes units, to have tools. Yeah, to have tools to deal with cybercrime because cybercrime happens every day at a local level, not a national level. You know, this could have been prevented. And that's something that this family is going to have to live with forever. And, you know, it, it pains me to say that I think it's only a matter of weeks before or months or whatever it is before there's another story like this and we don't even think about Andy again. And I... There are, there are, ways, there are ways to stop that, though. You can get to that, uh, you know... Yeah, get Wichita, to the, Kansas. The, I think it was Wichita, right? Keep keep harassing them. Keep on asking what's going on with this case. You know, don't let this don't let Andy die in vain. Don't let don't let his memory cease because there are ways to to get the police to to really push it. And that's like a lot of things in the government. If a lot of people are saying it and a lot of people are asking about it, something's going yeah. to be done. Yeah, I, I, that's I that's the best we can that. do. You know, that's that's literally all the power we have in the situation. Um, so, you know, make your voice heard. Uh, hey, Huey Lewis also gave us. We the do power have that. Love. We always have that. Um, and I, you know, honestly, that's a, that's a nice note to end on. Uh, so that's gonna wrap up the conversation here on the video game pals this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know. Uh, this is a little more somber than um, than we like to get here usually, but uh, <laughs> Happy New Year. It's yeah, how we're starting off 2018 uh, right. Um, so let us know your thoughts on this issue. What do you think about this, about this situation? What are your thoughts on uh, what the path forward is here for us as a community, for us as a country? And, um, you know, let us know in the comments down below. Hit us up at the video game pals at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, at the Comics Pals or individually, and um, we, we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to continue this dialogue, and uh, we will absolutely be updating you on this story as it progresses. Uh, you can you can bet your bottom dollar on that. I do want to say to anybody out there, I like I recognize that uh, during our more serious topic, I made a, like I made some jokes, and if that gets you like rubs you the wrong way, I totally understand, and I I feel you. That's just how I deal with stuff that makes me uncomfortable, and this stuff makes me really uncomfortable. So, like, hope I didn't make anybody mad. That's all. Love you. Uh, so before we take it home here, um, 
Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I got to do all, all our plugs. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a little thrown off here. Uh, so, you know, please um, support the show. You know, if you're if you're if you're a fan of what we're doing here, share it with your friends. Give us a like on your platform of choice. Uh, go to iTunes and give us a rating. Go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Even if you're not a YouTube person, we'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, we're really close to hitting 100 subscribers, and uh, that's something we're we're really excited to uh, achieve. So, uh, if you appreciate what we're doing here, um, we'd appreciate if you could go and support us in that way. It really does help the show out. Uh, so, with that, uh, we'll jump into some plugs. Peggy, why don't you start? Hey guys and pals, pals and gals. And girls. Um, pals and yeah, gals. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Uh, I am an esports journalist and I guess now a caster. Uh, and you can find me at Morai O W on Twitter. That's M O I R A I O W. Uh, I am also the writer at Ghost of Gamers and sometimes Winston's Lab. And I should be casting more in the future. So if you wanna wanna take a look there, or if you wanna take a look at the uh, the Twitch vods, I believe we're gonna have that in our uh, in our description below. But yeah, and uh, feel feel free to join any of those tournaments. By the way, they're always a hoot. Uh, the guys that are that have been competing in it have been uh, both really active in the stream and in the like tournament specific chat that we have on Discord. So it's always a fun time. If you're looking to get into PUBG but don't know where to start, come over to Go Sue Games. Great. And, and uh, how about you, Sean? Uh, you can get to me at Sean Soapbox on Twitter only, uh, where you can talk to me about... Don't talk to me about swatting. It's just stupid. Um, talk can... to him about how PUBG is actually a game now. <laughs> Thank uh, you very much. Don't talk to me about that either. Talk to me about... Do it. About... Do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. I agree with that. Um, talk to me about Heroes of the Storm or Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is a game I'm really excited about that's coming out recently. Oh, yeah. What about you, Andy? Um, you can check me out over at Tiger underscore millions on Twitter. Uh, that's really my only branding. Um, talk to me about games. I like most of them, except the ones I don't, which I have really strong opinions about, but I'm not going to tell you exactly which, so it'll be a surprise. <laughs> it's a grab bag of opinions. So you can play Russian roulette on if Andy Brown will have a spirited conversation with you or call you a fucking nerd. Are you feeling lucky, punk? Um, I mean... I'm going to call right. you a fucking nerd either way. Um, it's it's more of like, will I have a, a spirited, like where I get really excited about a thing you like, or will I tell you water Pokemon are trash? So the, oh, the get truth. the um, fuck out of here with that. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Rogue Vampire on Twitter, and I'll talk just about anything, you know, whatever. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to constrain it to video games Come anymore. Come talk to me about police Go violence in America. <laughs> Talk to me about, you know, <laughs> what you like to eat what for breakfast. I like food. You know, oh, stuff. God. Yeah. You got uh, time? I can bad. go into that. Do you want to start? Hey, you there you go. First topic. You know. All right, and if you guys want to find me, you can get me at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, talk to me about anything. Uh, find cute pictures of my cat um, and goofy shit that these guys send me. And uh, if you want to find more content from me, you can read my writing over at CBR.com. Uh, I think I got two articles still making me money about Majin Buu and Finn from Star Wars. If you want to go check those out, uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. And you can make me a couple bucks by giving them a click. Uh, if you want to get more content from me here at the Pals Network, uh, you can find me and Thompson on our daily Let's Play show Monday through Friday on YouTube called Pals Play. 
um, where we play video games. It's a Let's Play show. It's 2017. You should know what that is. Uh, and then you can also catch me and Sean on the Comics Pals um, the day before this show posts. So uh, go check those shows out. Let us know what you think of them. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week on another episode of the Video Game Pals. Take care, guys. A simple bye. Perfect.